Virtual Legality is a YouTube video series with audio podcast versions presented as commentary and for education and entertainment purposes only. It does not constitute legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship. If you have legal questions about the topics discussed, please consult your own legal counsel. Honestly, you don't want to be taking generic legal advice from a YouTube channel or podcast in any event. On with the show. Hell hath no ion fury. Public relations in the 21st century. Hello and welcome to another episode of Virtual Legality. I'm your host, Richard Hogue, managing partner of the Hogue Law Business Law Firm of Northville, Michigan. And today I want to highlight a story. Now, it's a story that has a few incendiary elements, which we're going to try to take out of the story as much as possible. And it's the story of really our modern age of both outrage culture and internet interaction, how game developers are dealing with that, how corporations are dealing with that, and really what not to do. Uh, I find this fascinating. As you know, if you follow Virtual Legality, we talk a lot about messaging. We talked last week about Vince Zampella at Apex, uh, at uh, Respawn that makes Apex Legends, essentially having an apology that went out there that was defensive enough that it really didn't win him any favors on that side. And really, the act of making an apology didn't win him any favors on the other side. So we're living in a world in which these corporations, these companies are still grappling with how to deal with when somebody starts making a fuss over the product that you've released into the stream of commerce. Now today, we have what looks to be a fairly innocuous product in the stream of commerce. This is a game on Steam called Ion Fury. You might recognize the name if you follow this channel or you follow Virtual Legality. This game used to be called Ion Maiden, and it actually got into a lawsuit with Iron Maiden that we discussed on this channel and whether or not Iron Maiden had validity in the claims that it was going to bring against uh, 3D Realms and Void Point, the makers of this game, ultimately determining that it would be a long road up to the courts if they went that direction. And the party settled because, frankly, 3D Realms needed to release the game, and they settled by agreeing to change the name to what you see now, Ion Fury. Unfortunately for Ion Fury, what happened after it's released on August 15th was not what anybody associated with the game would have wanted. I've pulled up a Eurogamer article, and we are going to skip the details here somewhat because I do think they're incendiary and they take away from the discussion that I want to have. And it says, Ion Fury Studio apologizes for sexist and transphobic comments by staff and promises to patch out homophobic language found in the game. Eurogamer then describes the issue. There's some pixel art that's problematic. There's some other things that are potentially problematic that are in the game themselves. And the reason Eurogamer uses this headline is because that is how 3D Realms and Voidpoint actually wind up describing what they have found themselves and what they are deciding to do. So it's important now to get into the brain space here. We talked about Apex Legends. We talked about Respawn. We've talked about messaging, about Anthem, about Epic Games. So now you're sitting there and you've got this kind of brouhaha that comes up from forum posts. I believe it was on Reset Era. It eventually gets to Eurogamer, some of the other big publications, that they report really the day after your game releases that you've got homophobic, you've got transphobic content in your game. And so you pull in all the wagons. You circle those wagons and you say, all right, what do we need to do about this? We think that there is enough furor that there are going to be people that are upset 
about this game. And so what do we do about it? We pull in our public relations firm and the public relations firm has some advice for us. They say, you're going to have to go out with a statement. You're going to have to do these other things. And the ultimate result is what you see here highlighted in yellow on the Eurogamer article. I'm going to read it for you in full. But this end result, it's important to note, is from a public relations firm. One of the things we constantly comment on in virtual legality is folks that just go out there on Twitter or on forum posts. They don't have public relations support. They don't have legal support. This is clearly a statement that was fully vetted and a series of actions that was fully vetted by both 3D Realms as publisher and Voidpoint as developer. And they went out in the public with these statements. This was as of, I believe, August 20th. So just about a week ago. It has come to our attention, this is 3D Realm statement, that Voidpoint, the developers of Ion Fury, have been accused of making transphobic and misogynistic statements. Under current leadership, 3D Realms has taken pride empowering marginalized groups, as evident by our strong female protagonist, Shelley Bombshell Harrison, and the makeup of our team. Uh, Bombshell Harrison is the main character in Ion Fury. Moving forward, all of 3D Realms' contracts will include terms which would allow us to sever relationships if a contractor does not abide by our zero-tolerance policy for hate speech. Now, as a contract lawyer myself, taking a step back from the actual statement here, uh, it's very interesting that you have this statement. One, it implies that there isn't any coverage for hate speech in their current contracts, which would be surprising. Usually when we're drafting a contract and it's a license agreement between a publisher and a developer or between a software provider and the customer that's purchasing the development of that software, you have a whole host of different terms that can result in a breach of the contract. They have to promise that they're going to build the software without Trojan horses in it, without viruses, without malicious server capacity, whatever it might be. One of the things they also have to say in general is we're not going to make statements in public about our relationship. We're not going to make statements in public that are going to wind up reflecting negatively on our business partners. And, and that's what this sounds like. The difficulty, of course, if you're Voidpoint or if you're any other developer that's engaged with 3D Realms is the definitions, right? What is hate speech? Is that a defined term in the contract that you're agreeing to? Obviously, different people have different standards for hate speech. I think we can stipulate as part of this that there are aspects of Ion Fury that reasonable people of good faith could be offended by. And there are other aspects of Ion Fury that reasonable people of good faith could think was crass, but legitimate humor. That if we are trying to understand each other in the broader world, and that's what we like to do in virtual legality, that people of good faith could stand on both sides of this issue and, and both be right, essentially. And you've got the company in the middle trying to figure out how to market its product. It really wants to maintain the largest market it can. And so it releases a statement like this because it thinks that there's going to be enough negative publicity that it's going to harm its market. But in the future now, you've got developers that are potentially worried about just having a contract simply cut off for maybe what amounts to a joke that they don't think is hate speech and that 3D Realms decides that it is. And again, the cynical lawyer in me looks at this and says, well, publishers aren't always, you know, angelic beings imbued by holy light. They could take an ambiguous statement in their contracts and potentially make life difficult for a developer if they wanted to secure additional royalties, if they wanted to leverage their contract against something else that they were looking for. That's how I see the world. That's how I look at these things. So that statement in and of itself is maybe a little problematic, a bit of an issue if I'm on the developer side of this thing, but it's also a surprise that they maybe didn't have this language in their contracts in the first place. Then Eurogamer goes and they ask Voidpoint, the actual developers of the game, for their commentary as well. And so Voidpoint has the following statement. 
It says, members of Void Point's Ion Fury team have made sexist and transphobic comments and included homophobic language in Ion Fury. We recognize these statements are insensitive, unacceptable, and counterproductive to causes of equality. We unequivocally apologize both for these comments and language as well as for any pain they have caused the gaming community, particularly women, and members of the LGBTQ community. We take full responsibility for any damage that has been done to the relationships we've worked so hard to build. Moving forward, Void Point will institute a zero-tolerance policy for this type of language, and all employees and contractors will undergo mandatory sensitivity training. As part of our efforts to contribute to the work that must be done to further support these communities, we are donating $10,000 from Ion Fury's release day proceeds to the Trevor Project. We are also patching Ion Fury ASAP to remove all unacceptable language. So, going back again to the timeline. Games released on August 15th. Give or take August 16th, there starts to be a bit of a furor on various forums, in posts, on Twitter, in social media, that there are these bad elements of the Ion Fury game. And this is essentially bolstered by comments that are made by the developers in their Discord and other things that are found once the internet sleuths start getting into the, the developers' various kind of fields of social media and community communications. Like I said, I think people of good faith could find issue here. I think people of good faith could say, hey, you know, maybe there isn't so much to worry about here. What I want to talk about now is how this statement develops, public relations, and how you can get into a place where you're really thinking with a 20th century mindset uh, when the 21st century is kind of a different beast and public relations firms aren't really getting there. The very first hint of that is in the blue highlights here that I've got just below the statements that are made. This is the Eurogamer article that is actually publicizing the apology that the uh, 3D Realms and Void Point folks are making, that they're going to donate $10,000 of their own profits to a nonprofit charity organization that's involved with these kinds of issues. And Eurogamer's immediate statement after these come out is it says, despite these statements, notwithstanding the foregoing, the lawyers in the audience might say, important questions remain unanswered. Voidpoint has so far failed to detail any disciplinary action against the developers responsible for the Discord comments or explained how the unacceptable language made it into the game in the first place. So, again, we like to assume good faith from everybody involved, and I think we need to in order to have a good communication amongst people of differing uh, opinions and beliefs. But you look at this, and the very first thing you can see, and it may be the, the, the time when you're reading this article, if you're working at 3D Realms or you're working at Void, Void Point, where you go, uh-oh. The very first thing you see after these statements and these actions have been made is, well, why haven't you done X? Why haven't you instituted disciplinary measures? Why haven't you told us how this happened? And that starts to get the ball rolling, that you haven't done enough. You haven't done enough in order to placate Eurogamer, whoever else might be reporting on this, potentially the various forum goers that you're seeing. And that starts to get into the situation that we're seeing more and more and more of in the 21st century. And that's, rightly or wrongly, you essentially get this uh, bounce back of when you apologize, when you communicate an apology, when you make a donation that kind of solidifies your position that you were wrong that there is this tendency among, this isn't limited to games, by the way. This is all sorts of cultural, this is all sorts of corporate interactions, this is customers on Amazon. There's this sort of impulse for the party that was apologized to, to go and get an additional pound of flesh. Now, I personally, just as an opinion right now, I think that's pretty dangerous. I think there was a time in the past 
where you could go, you could get your win, and you could say, all right, these other people that maybe had a different opinion than me, that maybe did something wrong, have apologized to me. I can accept that we're all fallible human beings, and I can move on with my life. And that's not happening right now. And regardless of that, that's not a normative statement. It's not happening right now. However you feel about that, corporations, companies, the people that are putting products into the stream of commerce and their public relations firms and lawyers, they need to take that into account. And I think what happened here is that wasn't fully taken into account. Now, I've pulled up a story by Sophia Narwitz, who, if you uh, recall that name, is the uh, journalist who broke the ESA doxing story that we covered on Virtual Legality uh, a few weeks back. And this whole Medium article has a whole lot going on in it. Uh, I haven't excerpted the whole thing. You can check it out in the link to the description. She says a lot of things about whether or not she feels that the void point people are in the right, whether or not they are essentially being maliciously persecuted by the reset era folks and things of that nature, some of which I don't agree with. But what I really wanted to focus on here is how she describes Stride, which is the public relations firm that 3D Realms had been using, because she has contacts, it seems apparent at least, that she has contacts at Voidpoint and how they were dealing with this issue as it happened. So she says, while discussing the online fallout, a developer told me they felt as if they had been thrown under the bus big time and that 3D Realms and their PR company Stride was responsible for the apology. There was resistance. And as has been expressed, if we had actually done everything that PR wanted us to do, uh, we'd be, well, we will, uh, we'll say they would be in trouble compared to where we are now. We try to keep the language light and virtual legality if we can. Having seen proof, I can confirm this is the case. 3D Realms, Voidpoint, and Stride had discussions where tensions were high. Things have been bungled, there's been mistakes, but my impression from what I've seen is that they just wanted to get the controversy swept under the rug. Even the timing of it was chosen in such a way that it'd be buried by Gamescom. So let's take a step back from that reporting for just a second. There are basically two ways you can go. You can go the positive way, which is like, yes, the public relations firm basically just wanted this to go away because it's negative press. The cynical way is you might have assumed, especially after we talk about what happened this morning, that they were doing this all essentially to gain public awareness of the Ion Fury brand. Because frankly, I think a lot more people know about Ion Fury and its release than they might have if none of this ever happened. So a cynical person might say, well, maybe this is all, uh, there's no such thing as bad publicity uh, of a type of a stunt. But certainly this reporting suggests that wasn't the case. They were trying to get it to go away. They buried some articles that they released. They buried these things in Eurogamer and elsewhere. But continuing with the article, best intentions or not, The devs felt pressure from above to work with Stride because they were told they are experts at handling media and PR scandals. This was met with contempt, as Voidpoint only wanted to release a statement that was honest, and that anything else would just be letting the bullies win. This is their characterization of the forum posts and the social media presence. However, it was suggested that they couldn't reason their way out of it. Bad things had been said, and it was too clickworthy a story for the press to ignore. They were just going to have to roll with it and keep quiet. Now, this is a pretty standard public relations procedure. I've dealt in crisis communications. I've had these conversations. They are never pleasant with clients that are involved in some kind of scandal or emergency communications requirements. And the public relations firm comes in and basically tells you what you need to say. And sometimes that's not going to feel very honest. And in this case, that's what's being reported here. What you just read, what we just read in virtual legality on Eurogamer does not appear to be what the void point or 3D realms, as it turns out, really felt was an honest reaction to what had happened. 
And so when you have that happen, when you have a public relations firm come in and tell you what, what you need to say to make things go away, to make things right, it becomes a real problem when they're wrong. And public relations firms are human beings just like us. Virtual legality is just me. It's just a human being. And so we just have these opinions and we're not always right. And when a public relations firm tells you to what feels like lie, and then that lie becomes something that doesn't really work to your benefit, you get into bad situations. So as this public relations statement was being made, this is what the developers and 3D Realms were dealing with. I've pulled up now the Steam customers review page uh, from Ion Fury. And you can see in front of you the basic timeline of events. So the game's released right here on the 15th. You can see there's about 120 positive reviews. This continues through the 16th, another 130 positive reviews. But the 16th is when this all starts to happen. So you see a few negative reviews creep in. You've got 15 negative reviews the day after, some angry people, 130 positive reviews, 94 positive reviews, as essentially kind of a culture clash plays out with what the internet's doing. If you can go back, we've got a video or two in virtual legality that talks about why I don't think review bombing is very healthy for the industry. I don't think having reviews that are just based on politics or cultural clashes rather than the actual merits of the video game are very useful. I think it's symptomatic of a bigger problem with the way we advertise and market these video games and how things are found on places like Steam and elsewhere. But suffice it to say, regardless of how I feel about it, it's still the kind of norm for what we deal with today. And so review bombing is a normal and frankly effective practice, whether in this case it's a positive review bomb or a negative review bomb. But again, the 20th, is the date that the Eurogamer apologies come out. So you still have people giving a positive review to the game, but this big line here with the 184 negative reviews on, on August 20th, that's a response in the opposite to the culture clash that's happened here, that they've now not only offended people by initially having whatever problematic materials they had in their game, but they've doubled up and offended the people that were defending them and that they now have those people turn on them, probably refunding the games in association with these negative reviews. But that's what Voidpoint and 3D Realms are looking at when this all happens on August 20th. I said earlier that the Eurogamer paragraph that says, hey, where's the rest of our apology, essentially, was probably the first tip-off that this wasn't going to go the way they thought it would. But when these negative review bombs started happening, that was probably even further proof that mistakes had been made. One of the things we like to say in virtual legality here is that you got to know what your goal is, what your messaging is, what your purpose is when you make a statement out into the public. And if your statement was to make this go away, if that was the goal of going out to Eurogamer and having a donation and doing all those things, the exact opposite occurred. So now you're essentially in a reverse crisis to the crisis that you started out with. Now, do you listen to Stride again? Stride is probably going to have a similar type of approach. Say, all right, just, just bear with it. Just, you know, put your head down, ride out the storm, and this will all go away. That might be the case. But 3D Realms and Voidpoint now are in a position where they feel like they had to lie about it. Clearly, as we will see from their statement today, they don't actually feel like they did anything wrong, and they probably never did. Here's the statement from this morning. 
Ion Fury game content will not be censored. And we're not going to get into whether private entities can censor their own stuff. I have a pretty firm belief in the fact that censoring is really a government kind of mandate. But regardless, it gets the point across for what they're trying to communicate. Joint statement from Voidpoint and 3D Realms. This is important, right? Because in that article that Sophia Narwitz reported on, Voidpoint was essentially being told what they had to say by 3D Realms. And that 3D Realms was following the impressions of their public relations firm. And now Voidpoint and 3D Realms are acting together. This is a show of solidarity between 3D Realms and Voidpoint. It says, we've caused a recent controversy suggesting Ion Fury game content was to be censored. We will absolutely not be censoring Ion Fury or any of our other games now or in the future, including but not limited to by removing gags such as gaming's most controversial facial wash, which is a relation to one of the, the pixel art things that was got them in trouble in the, in the initial case. We do not support censorship of creative works of any kind and regret our initial decision to alter a sprite in the game instead of trusting our instincts. 3D Realms and Voidpoint stand together on this matter. Last but not least, please respect our need to keep our community forums clean from hateful messages, spam, or off-topic threads. I think that goes to the fact that they've apparently been deleting certain, certain messages in their Steam forums. We recognize our mistake and have received your message loud and clear. In other words, a complete and total backtrack for what they said in their statements to Eurogamer. Now, the issue here is that these weren't equivocated statements, right? You've got a 3D Realm statement saying, under our leadership, we're not going to have any hate speech. You've got a void point statement that says they have made sexist and transphobic comments, including homophobic language added to Ion Fury. What is the response to those statements in their existence? Now, I'm not saying that this isn't a complete public relations uh, you know, slideshow and that they don't believe it entirely. I think it's evident that they don't believe it, period. But what you've got now is a problem where you've got essentially nobody on either side being able to believe you. And that's why I named this video that public relations in the 21st century really needs to be rethought. Because what you've got here is a very standard public relations approach. I don't really fault Stride for saying, okay, make a solemn apology, make sure it's contrite, make sure it's clear and obvious. That's the complaint I had about what Respawn did and Vince Zampella did is that it didn't sound very contrite and it was defensive above all other things. There's no defensiveness here. Make a donation to something that the offended parties will agree is a good, is a good project to make a donation to and then put your heads down. And people in good faith will say, okay, you know what? We'll let this go. Mistakes were made. We're all human beings. We'll go about our merry way. That is not happening today. That is an archaic way to treat these things. And unfortunately, I think in the 21st century right now, some of the right way to treat these things from a public relations standpoint is to be bullheaded and to essentially say, we're not going to apologize for anything. We're not going to do anything of that nature. I don't think that's healthy either. I think what's healthy is having legitimate apologies and having those apologies be accepted by the aggrieved parties, but that's not happening in corporations and companies. And if you're an independent game developer that's going to put something out into the marketplace, you need to be aware of this, that navigating the rocky shoals of these kinds of conversations in social media is something you're going to need to get good at or find someone who is. And right this second, it doesn't seem like that company is stride. Now, I don't know what was said behind the scenes. I only have Sophie, Sophia Narwitz's reporting, but it doesn't surprise me at all that these statements and these actions were what were chosen to go forward 
it doesn't surprise me either, unfortunately, that they weren't accepted on the instant case by folks like Eurogamer and from in other places, and that they wound up making things worse. I don't have a good solution for this. The primary purpose of this virtual legality was to highlight this story because I think it's another instance where we are seeing more and more mistakes happening with messaging. Yes, absolutely in gaming, maybe primarily in gaming, but it's not only there. If you follow movies, if you follow TV, if you follow pop culture, it's there. Absolutely. Go look at Game of Thrones. But if you follow corporations, if you follow the way they actually deal with the media, whether it's the Wall Street Journal, the New York Times, the Washington Post, or anywhere else, it's also happening there. You have corporations and public relations firms and public relations strategies that don't really know how to deal with Outrage mobs, sure, in some instances, but even kind of outrage groups, small groups of people. How big is their voice? What is their voice effect? Is it actually going to change our sales at the end of the day? Is it going to change our future ability to make sales on the next game that we want to sell? We are still in a circumstance, regardless of all the analytics that we have, all the data that we have, where these companies continue to make these footfalls, they continue to make these issues bigger than they are, and they, they hurt themselves in the way that they are doing it. I'll leave you with this. Rebel Assault was a game that my brother and I used to play a long, long time ago. It was a full motion video, Star Wars video game back way before Ryan Johnson and The Last Jedi had his way with my beloved Star Wars franchise. But in this game, there was a series of tunnels in a canyon at the very start, in the first act of the game. And in these tunnels, at the very end, you'd have to make a quick decision between going right or left. And the right way was fine. The left way was fine. But inevitably, while I was younger with my brother, one of the things that would happen very, very often is that we would be going between either choosing the right tunnel or the left tunnel, and we'd bounce between them, and we would smack right into the rocks that separated the tunnels, and we would die, and our game would be over. And I remember that metaphor all the time when I'm thinking about these issues, whether I'm negotiating a contract or I'm advising someone on what public relations they should go forward with. You have to pick a direction. Don't do what Voidpoint and 3D Realms did right here. This manages to offend everybody. It offends the people you apologize to. It offends the people that didn't want you to apologize at all. And it makes you look like you're going to impose contract terms on future developers that they maybe can't trust that you're even going to know what you're going to do on Monday and not change it up on Wednesday. So you've created massive, massive problems just in terms of your own goodwill, your own brand, certainly at the 3D Realms level, to some extent at the void point level. And now you're dealing with the aftermath. So don't do that. Don't smack into Rebel Assault's concrete canyon wall. Pick a right, pick a left, and then believe in it. But believe in it in the first instance, because I'll tell you this, if you're asked to even come a little bit outside of honesty, outside of that trust relationship, if you think that you feel like you're going to have to lie in order to go down the left tunnel or the right tunnel, if it doesn't work, the very second it doesn't work, you're going to regret your choice and you might have that desire to smack into the canyon wall. This has been Virtual Legality for today. If you like this, please like, please subscribe, please get notifications, whatever else you do on YouTube. Otherwise, if you caught this on YouTube, thank you so much for watching. I very much appreciate it. If you listen to it on a podcast, thank you so much for listening to it. I appreciate that as well. Please share it around with anybody that you think might be interested. And I will catch you on the very next episode of Virtual Legality.